0: One of the fundamental questions in football is this Who gets to play? And Morgan Smith, rising senior kicker at D2 Franklin Pierce University, of New Hampshire, gets to contribute her thread to this question. While Title IX enshrines equality between male and female athletes on the field in federal law, application of that law often lags behind. And the mindset of living out the values that Title IX represents can lag even farther. There's a gap between the law and its application. And it's inside this gap and blurry place that we find today's guest, Morgan Smith, telling us her story through her eyes, the highs and the lows, in the hopes of inspiring other athletes of any gender that they are more capable and worthy of their dreams than they know. Enjoy.
1: So, growing up, um, my family really wanted me to have a sense of religion. So we went to um, we went to church frequently. I went to like Sunday school and stuff like that, but my parents always encouraged me to have freedom of thought and it was never something that was forced on me. So eventually I decided that, um, religion wasn't just something I was super into. I, um, kind of broke away from it, but that idea of like having my own thoughts and opinions and not having to follow, you know, the norms kind of pushed me into where I'm at now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. And then, so I guess like, how did football find you? A lot of times, like almost no, except, I don't know, very few kids like wake up wanting to be the kicker. They want to like something else. Um, how did how did you kind of fall into football?
1: So, it was my the summer before my senior year. Um, a few of my friends were on the football team. They'd always joked around and said that I should, you know, play with them, and they needed a kicker because my school is historic for not having good kickers. Um,
0: just I think. Everybody-
1: yeah they usually just pulled somebody random and would hope for the best um but a few of my friends we decided to go down to the football field and we brought footballs frisbees pretty much anything that you could think of just to hang out and uh, mess around and they're like I bet you can't kick a field goal and I was like oh I bet I can so I spent like like 10 minutes trying to figure out how to kick a football and then I, I hit a field goal and um, I took a video of it and posted it online. And a bunch of my buddies were like, you definitely have to try out now. And I thought, well, it's my senior year, like, I don't have anything to lose. So uh, my friends really kind of pushed me into that. And it ended up being a pretty good decision.
0: Yeah. And so how does what was that process like for your, how did you go from crazy hunch to like, actually like in pads on like Friday night?
1: I think it was like me wanting to challenge myself more. Like I had done soccer for so long and I'd never really done any other sports. Um, I did track here and there, but I wanted to try something new um, and really see if I would be able to, you know, play in an all male sport or predominantly male sport. And when my friends said that they thought I should do it and they encouraged me to do it, I think that gave me the confidence to just be like, I have nothing to lose, like, it could be really fun, and it could be a great experience for me, so I'll give it a shot.
0: Did you, and I'm curious, like, because, like, parents, kicking is, like, a weird thing in general, even if, like, a family has had, like, a ton of football players in their family, um, it's still always weird to say, like, I want to be the kicker, and um, I guess, what was that initial conversation, like, with your parents, or, um, yeah, like, what was that initial conversation, like, with your parents, where you're like, ma, I really want to, drop soccer and try football
1: so I texted my mom about it and she was like you're kidding and I was like no like I want to do it like why not and she was like Morgan you're five foot two barely a hundred pounds what if you get hit and I was like then I get hit like I have pads on I got a helmet on like I'll be fine but she was terrified and it was definitely not her favorite moment but my dad was so excited he had always wanted my brother to try football or you know someone else in my family like one of my cousins gonna do football and no one ever did so when I said I wanted to play he was like all right what do we need to do we'll go to the field like we'll start kicking I'll hold for you like what do we need to buy he was super into it
0: yeah I'm sure your mom was regretting that <laughs> yeah but, um what What were some of her or I guess like lurking apprehensions about um you know, you diving into like a, basically an all sport. Um, Had that, had something like that been done at your school before? Like, I know, you know, especially the past, like, uh, you know, 10, 20 years, there's definitely been some notable players, um, athletes that have like flipped over to football and not just in kicking, but other positions as well. Um, But it seems like regardless of how many stories you hear about that, it's always like a big shock when it happens at your school um so what were some of those maybe like specific apprehensions or difficult conversations you might have had with your um maybe your parents about it or your teammates
1: so i think the biggest concern that um my mom had was just my well-being um i was also committed to play division two soccer at franklin pierce university at that point um so it, there was plenty of risks if i had gotten hurt that could have affected my position on the team um I was also doing quite a bit as is. I was uh, president of my class and I was involved in a lot of volunteering and things like that. So my mom didn't want me to be overwhelmed playing football, soccer, and everything else I had on top of that. But we were never worried about like the, the idea of me being on an all-male team. Uh, I had played on plenty of all-male soccer teams when I was younger and then uh, when I was a teenager as well. So they weren't concerned as much about that. I think they were more so worried about me getting hit, and then getting injured.
0: Fair. Sure. and you, um, and I guess, like, you know, you've recently come out of the, the high school, college recruiting for actually, two, really, you have, like, a ton of experience with this. Um, I know a lot of people go back to college, not a whole lot that would say, I want to go back to high school, um, and, like, the college search is already hard enough when you're not thinking about sports and it's like even harder when you think about sports. Um, Could you kind of describe what the college admissions process was like for you and then how football and soccer made it like way more complicated and stressful?
1: (laughs) So I was very lucky um, because my parents were on full board. My mom was willing to help me with whatever I needed. Um, So that made things a lot easier for me. Um, But The hardest part was being from New York. A lot of people just go to SUNY schools and I knew I absolutely didn't want to do that. I wanted to have a place where I could write my own story, um, have my own experiences and just get outside of New York uh, and see a different part of the world. I'm in New England, so not that far, but like I wanted to see something new,
0: Sure, Um,
1: but it was definitely difficult. Because uh, you go onto a campus and I didn't want to go to a huge school because that was intimidating for me as someone who's, you know, only 18 years old going into a completely new environment. I didn't want to go to some big school where I'd be just, you know, a number, and not a name. So finding the right fit for me, um, numbers wise, academically, finding a good school where I could major in something I was interested in. Um, and then on top of that, I wanted to play division two soccer, maybe division one soccer. So I had to go to a bunch of different, um, ID camps, training sessions. I had to go to different tournaments to figure out who would even be interested in me playing for them. Uh, so it was definitely pretty chaotic to figure everything out, but I ended up only applying to Franklin Pierce University because I was accepted onto the soccer team and I ended up being an early decision. So I didn't even have to admit any SAT scores or anything like that.
0: Gotcha. But like, you know, I know everybody says, like, the college is the most important part, like, is, like, a red bit, but 80% of the kids that I come across, at least at first, are always, like, football, and then I'm, like, okay, but, like, you could tear ACL tomorrow, and, like, you're still stuck there, but it definitely seems like you, you guys kind of had your priorities that you guys kind of knew early on what you were looking for. Um, do you recall maybe, like, all right, not, not every family, like, in my experience, there's at least, like, some, like, you know, stuff hits the fan moment when there's, like, a a big, like, conversation with your parent, not, like, a showdown, I don't know, but there's typically, like, that one, like, really difficult conversation or two that you have with, like, your parents or your coach uh, in the college recruiting process, and, like, do you recall, like, was there ever, like, a really difficult conversation you had uh, in this process with your parents or your coaches about, like, hey, this is what I want, this is what I don't want, Um, because I feel, like, it's hard for young people to like to know exactly what they're looking for because it's a really big decision Uh, and parents too so I'm curious like do you recall like the most difficult part of that whole process?
1: Yeah so I think the most difficult thing was that since I was such an early decision person um, figuring out that I was committed to a team before my senior year um, in the fall I had to decide like if football was going to be an option for me to even play um, and I really wanted to do it but talking to the women's soccer coach I was really worried that he was going to say like no like that would be an inherent risk like we don't want you to get injured um my parents thought that it would be too dangerous too because if I wasn't going to be on the soccer team there then I wasn't going to go to the school because that was the biggest factor for me at the time um playing soccer and then also being able to get my education at Franklin Pierce. So I was very worried that I wouldn't be able to uh, play soccer and football my senior year. But fortunately enough, the coach said that it was fine with him as long as I was, um, as long as I understood the fact that if I got hurt, that would be on me and not on him.
0: Right, gotcha. So, okay, so you end up going to Franklin Pierce for soccer. And then there's a flip over to football.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You describe like what that what caused that's the football.
1: Um, yeah, so I was on the team for all of the fall semester and a majority of the spring semester, um, the coaching staff and I just it didn't click. Well, I decided that I was pretty unhappy a majority of the time playing soccer and that I knew sports were a big part of my life. And I thought, you know, Franklin Pierce football here was a spring football team transitioning to become division two. They didn't have a kicker. Um, I had a lot of friends on the football team from classes that I had taken and just, you know, talking around with people as a freshman. And they were like, uh, they thought it was really cool that I had played as a senior in high school. So they asked me if I would be willing to play um, on their team and said that I should try out. So I decided that I didn't want to spend the rest of my college career being unhappy playing women's soccer when I had the opportunity to at least try to be on the football team. So I asked Coach Gaskamp if he'd be willing to give me a tryout. And he said that he was totally for it. There was no concerns about me being a girl or anything. So I decided I would change my opportunities.
0: Yeah, nice. And I think that's, it's always tough to make a jump from like one to another, especially like you know whether it's like you're transferring schools or um you're switching teams you're and you'll find this eventually like you know in the future when you're like switching jobs it's almost like you kind of have to like not almost burn a bridge before you know where you're going but it's kind of like that um can you kind of describe what that okay so you do the tryout coach likes you right morgan like here are your pads what was that first day on the field like
1: oh it was So I was so intimidated at first because I had maybe two or three friends on the football team that had stayed during the transition to D2 football. So it was a completely new team. These people I'd never met before. So here I am standing, you know, severely shorter than the rest of the people. I'd like, I look so out of place. People are like, is that the athletic trainer? Like, what's she doing here? Like, why does she have football pads on? So I was was really intimidated, but, before we had even gotten to the field, my coach had addressed the entire team, and he said that it was going to be the only time that he said this, but I'm on the team. I am a female. There will be no issues with it, and if anyone doesn't like it, then they can leave, so he made it known that there would be no issues with me being a girl on the team, um, and honestly, since then, there hasn't been, so it was intimidating, but once coach like, laid down the law, it was it was done, and I felt like I was just another member on the team. Mm
0: -hmm. How did you feel when he, like, um, when he kind of, like, owned the elephant in the room? Was that, like, a bit of a relief?
1: Yeah, it was definitely, um, it it definitely diffused the situation quite a bit so that I didn't have to then explain to all 80 members of my team that, no, I am not the athletic trainer. I am not the water girl. Like, I actually play football. So. And the parents were there as well so they all had the opportunity to like you know see my face and then understand that I'm a part of the team as well so it made things a lot easier for me
0: sure and, and I'm like there's other coaches just not like addressed it and it, it's interesting like because some coaches I've talked to coaches where they've had like female athletes on their team and they're like well you know I don't want to make her feel uh you know I don't want to put a bigger spotlight on her than already there uh, oh you know i t- treat everybody equally but like inherently like it does create a unique situation because all these kids have probably never had a female athlete on the team um so okay so you're you're on the team now you're practicing um you got into some games last year right and then uh, i believe i will toot your own horn for you you were the first female athlete to score on the any 10 am i correct yes yeah so that's pretty awesome Um, so can you kind of describe okay like okay she's on the team but then everybody's yeah well we'll see what happens um how did you climb like out of the bottom of the depth chart starting and then getting some points on the field
1: so there was one other kicker on the team and it was my goal to just outwork him Um, I do understand that he is significantly stronger than I am and he's probably um the better kicker when it comes down to who can kick it the furthest um but consistency wise and the amount of effort i was going to put in that was something i knew i could control so we have practiced for you know 3 hours in preseason and then i would be on the field for another 2 hours kicking because i wanted to be a starter i wanted to make sure i had opportunities and i didn't want anything to just be handed to me because i think a lot of people expected me to just you know cut out and kick a PAT and then it'd be like, hoorah, she did it. But I wanted to be able to do kickoffs. I wanted to do all the field goals. I wanted to do PATs. I wanted to be the go-to person on my team. So I worked as hard as I could. And our first game of the season, I was the starting um, person on kickoff. And it was definitely quite an experience, but I loved every minute of it.
0: Yeah. Can you. I mean, the, every kicker at their first start, there's like that body experience. Can I know it's hard to describe it because you kind of describe like from what you remember of like probably blacking out and like, you know, in a daze, <laughs> can you kind of describe what that like first kickoff rep was like from what you remember?
1: So I think I had like quite an adrenaline rush. I was so stoked to just be on the field. And like, I had all of my friends, my whole family was there. My boyfriend was there and people were just excited to see me like get on the field. Um, Unfortunately, our first game was not a good game. Uh, We didn't score a single point. So kickoff was the only time I got on the field. But um, honestly, that first kick was probably the best kickoff I've done ever. It had perfect placement, probably about, you know, 40 yards. It was a wonderful kick. Um, But as I said before, we were transitioning from sprint football to D2 football. So we didn't Really, have ourselves all together for that first kickoff. And, you know, the returner got right through and laid me out, but it felt like an initiation onto the team. So after I got hit, my immediate thought was my mom is going to be terrified that I'm dead. So I jumped up and I ran to the sidelines, and my teammates were like, Who hit? You? She was like, We'll go after them. And I was like, No, like, it's part of football. Like, right. Hit. that's just the reality of it but i felt like a real part of the team after i'd gotten hit because you know everyone else gets hit so why shouldn't i
0: right yeah oh man yeah i got hit a couple times too and like my mom like flipped out I and mean, yeah it's it the yeah you worked like all that time and i think it's hard for people to understand that like you you might work for like a whole year for like a rep that lasts like six seconds right. um and now, all right, so you get knocked out. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, and that, I mean, and like the, to Franklin Pierce's credit, like the NE10 is a pretty tough conference. Like you got Assumption, you got all these schools there that go to the playoffs pretty much every couple of years. Um, okay, so you have your first kickoff. Um, you guys get a little bit better, you get some traction. Talk us through what that was like when you got on the field for your first points.
1: So it was our second game, luckily, that we scored some points, and we, um, we actually won, so that was really exciting, but um, I was more nervous to do a PAT than I was to do a kickoff because I realized that, like, this was my chance to actually score points, and it wasn't because of, like, me being a girl on the team or anything like that. I just wanted to make sure that I did the best job possible so that my teammates wouldn't be let down because if I had missed... I would have felt terrible and I would have felt like I hadn't practiced enough or put enough time into um, training. But we got out on the field getting ready for our first PAT. Um, my holder was Alocious Jackson, who was a heck of an athlete. And thank God that he was because our first um, snap for that PAT was bad. So he had to run it in and we actually got the two point conversion, which was really great. Um, I was terrified at that point because we did not prepare for that at all, but it was nice that he was ready, and then we went in for another time, the team thought that we were going to do the same thing run another fake play but uh, I ended up scoring and it was the most exciting moment probably of my entire life, Um, one of the linemen just came up and picked me up. Like in dirty dancing, it was like it was such a cool moment. And my coach was like, "You guys gotta stop hyping her up. She just did her job. Like it's not that cool." Like he was trying to like make things more normal because we were going crazy on the sidelines. But right. it was super fun.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah, I don't think anytime anybody asks like why kicking, I'm like uh, you know, if you have to ask, like you won't get it. Um, but could you like describe like what is it about? What is it about kicking? just can't find anywhere else to find satisfying
1: it's one of those things where you have to like have every exact detail correct like you can't just you know muscle your way through it there are some people that can but when you hit like the perfect kick it's such a good feeling because you did everything that you could right your form was right your mind was right you had you know the right amount of strength and the kick so I think that kicking is just something that it's such a challenge to get every little aspect right. So that's why it's like the most like fun position.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And everybody wants to be you until like, they see you get clocked on a kickoff. Okay. Um, so are, when, you know, when you typically look at um, how, how female athletes who switch over to football are treated in the media or like on football teams, there's kind of like a tension of like, okay, is, is she actually a football player or is she a gimmick? Um, did you ever feel, I guess, what's your kind of, you've had some coverage, like you're like a micro star out there, um, but like, you know, talking to other uh, female kickers that I work with, like your name that they bring up, like, she's awesome, like, saw her article, like, she's why I got into kicking. Okay, like, do you like the fame? And and how do you, how have you kind of felt like, I guess, like how, you know, what's that been like where you've kind of become this role model inadvertently? Um, what's that been like for you?
1: Oh, that's a tough question. I don't know. Like, I don't mind people knowing who I am and like, you know, asking about my story or anything like that. Um, I understand that it's kind of, you know, I'm unique and the fact that I'm playing a predominantly male sport. So, I understand why people are so interested in it, but in no way have I ever thought like, oh, I'm going to do this, you know, for the fame or anything like that. So um, it's just something that kind of comes with doing the sport that I love. So that's cool. But I'm glad that there's people that get into kicking because they see that I'm kicking. Uh, I think it's awesome for women to get involved in football. Um, So I'm definitely glad that when there is coverage of me that other women can see that and be like oh well I didn't even know that a girl could play football like maybe I should try it
0: so I definitely
1: think that that's the good part of getting maybe a little bit of fame Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so I guess question um you know like like football's not forever um like at some point like clock hits four zeros and you know when you're in the moment playing and you're you're lifting weights it's really easy to be like man this is a grind." Uh, but I can say, like, when I talk to all my old teammates, like we all like complain in the moment a ton about the workouts at six in the morning, but you know, anybody who played college football or even high school football would give anything to like have another like normal week of football back. Cause you just don't see a lot of 90 year olds playing football. Right. Um, so, so what would be like when you're looking back and you're older and you're looking back on your career, like what would be, what would you hope is like the one thing people would take away from, uh, your story?
1: I I definitely hope that it starts to change, like, the gender norms. Um, I don't think you see enough women in football as a whole, and there's not usually, uh, I I don't know, there's not enough equality in it. You know, there's flag football that a lot of um, schools down south have, but I I don't know any flag football leagues anywhere near me in New York, Um, but I definitely think it would be nice to see more women feeling like they can speak up and say, like, hey, I want to play football. Like, I don't need to play flag football, I want to play um, full tackle football, and I know I'm capable of doing it, because I've seen other women do it, so I'd like to see, you know, people feeling comfortable playing whatever sport they want to, regardless of how they identify as a gender. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and I guess, like, or, I guess, yeah, firsthand, like, with their, how, how was your experience, perhaps different, playing football in high school? versus high, uh, playing football in college? Like, I obviously, like, your, your, your coach at Franklin and Pierce was, you know, he's a, great, he's a great dude. I've talked to him. He's right up front, like, kind of laid down the law, like, here's how it's going to be. Um, what was it a little different in high school at all? Or
1: I was still very fortunate. Um, I know I say that a lot, but I am. Uh, yeah. I've never really had any issues with coaching or players. My coach in high school was Coach Hammond absolutely wonderful human being um he didn't even need to address that I was on the football team because all the guys immediately accepted me so it was similar in the sense that I had a really great experience but I think that playing high school football I was almost in like a bubble um where like you know, other schools knew who I was and thought it was cool. Their parents and other teams thought it was cool. Their players and like everyone kind of liked me for the most part. Um, but then you come to college and things kind of get different because it's a little bit wider spread and you're not, you know, the hometown hero anymore and people don't know your name. So they just see you as a girl playing football.
0: Gotcha. And so, and so like every downs and well, kind of what I'm curious about, can you kind of recall maybe, or what, in terms of football like what might have been your greatest um what might have been your greatest moment of like adversity or uh failure and then like what did you learn from that that then like later propelled you on to you know excel whether it's at football or your other stuff but um yeah
1: i'd say this probably like two different moments that I had to go through and kind of have a learning process with, um, not necessarily in like direct kicking or anything like that. But when I was doing weight sessions with my team, I was just fitting with the boys. I'm doing the same exact thing that they do, just you know, smaller weights because I can't lift quite as much as they can. Um, but. Lifting with a group of men is very intimidating, especially when you can't do half the weight that they're doing. We're benching and I'm doing maybe 80 pounds and the guy next to me is doing 200 and I just feel like I look silly. So that was very hard for me. And I felt bad because I had players that were lifting in the same uh, rack as me and I had to keep taking weights on and off for them. So I felt like I was slowing them down and I felt like an inconvenience. So I remember... One day towards the end of lift, I was just like so upset because we didn't finish our entire session. We didn't get through everything that we needed to do. So I was like apologizing profusely to the guys. I was telling them, I'm sorry that I'm slower. I'm sorry that my weights are smaller. I'm sorry that like I'm inconveniencing you. And they were always very good to me. They were like, no, it's like it's not your fault. Like this wouldn't happen if, you know, one of the linemen were lifting with one of the wide receivers. If like, we all have different weights, just because yours is lower than ours doesn't mean that you're any different of course like I didn't believe them they were I thought they were just being nice to me but afterwards my lifting coach had heard me and he sat me down and we had like this like hour-long conversation about how I'm just as much as part of the team as anyone else is and that I need to get out of my own head about being an inconvenience because I'm just not if you know we started doing drills on who was the fastest or you know who could kick the farthest field goal That's where I'm going to you know, prevail compared to in lift. I'm not going to do quite as much weight. And that's not my fault. I'm going at my own pace. I'm doing my own uh, strength and conditioning session. It doesn't matter that I'm not doing quite as much as them. And that was a real eye-opener for me. And it made me feel more part of the team. Mm -hmm. That my strength coach thought that like, you know, you're not an inconvenience. That you're here to play football and you're here to get better. And that's what you're trying to do. So don't feel bad about the weight you're at.
0: Gotcha. So there was another one, or is
1: yeah. it? Um, I guess. <laughs> yeah. no, you're fine. This one, I guess, is like a little bit more negative. But uh, sure. I, you know, once I got like, you know, a little bit of fame, people posted about me on Instagram and stuff, playing football. Like, I never thought anything negative would come from me playing football, because like, why would anyone have an issue with me living my best life? But um, I remember there was a college football Instagram page that had posted me on, um, on their site. And they had about like, I don't know, 30,000, 40,000 followers. Um, so I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And then of course I made the mistake of reading the comment section and just seeing like these horrible, horrible comments. Um, before some of my games, I'd have people from other teams messaging me saying nasty things to get in my head um I probably heard every terrible name you could hear on the sidelines from other players um I've been denied a locker room at a school before um just a lot of things that I would have never thought you know we're in the 21st century like you wouldn't expect something like that to happen but it did and it was just like one of those moments where I had to realize that like I'm not in my safe bubble up in upstate New York anymore like I'm not in that bubble where people all know me, they all like me. It's it's different and not everyone, you know, cares for me or not everyone thinks that you know I'm this nice person anymore. People just see me as like, you know, unique or weird or an outsider. So they want to put their two cents in. So it was definitely difficult to get that negativity as a football player.
0: I'm really sorry you had to go through that. It sucks. It well, but you know it's unfair though. I mean, right? There's there was a um another uh, female athlete. She was a kid, grew up in New Hampshire, at high school, not too far from uh, Franklin Pierce. And I remember that like the it really wasn't the games that like stressed her out. It was like, we're, like where's the locker? Room? Um, like has that so that's like that's been an issue had like different games and stuff like that I mean like just that they didn't have like a, a spot for you
1: yeah it was kind of like a struggle at first because like not that they didn't have somewhere for me to go it was just planning out last minute because they were like oh right she's on the team like we forgot about it um but I, I for the most part I always had a locker room to go to a shower to use all separate from myself um so that was fine but there there was one school where I asked for a locker room. They ignored me. I asked three more times the athlete. I don't know if it was the athletic director, whoever was in charge, but he looked me in the eyes, looked me up and down and then walked away from me. So I was like, like, oh my gosh. And my whole team was already in the locker room. So I couldn't go in there to go tell my coach. So I just kind of stood there in shock because that had never happened before. But Luckily, there was a group of cross-country girls that were walking by and saw the whole situation, and they were like, you can come use our locker room, like, and they took me in and just let me use the locker room to get changed, so that was really kind of them to go out of their way and do that, but we ended up having to report the situation, and now there's a mandate in the NE10 for me to always have a locker room, uh, so I won't have that issue, hopefully, ever again.
0: Well, or any other female athlete, plays like right. but unfortunately, you had to had to experience that your coach wasn't too happy i know he's a fiery guy <laughs> um, was not happy. Uh, Sorry, you... and, and it seems like you know like and i you know football is already hard enough like, k- being a kicker it's like there could not be a better position to like ensure that you're stuck inside your own head sometimes and be a kicker and then like you add the whole female athlete thing like compounds all that and what I'm curious, and I, when I've talked to other NFL kickers, um, like I just had uh, buddy Zach on the podcast, he snapped the box and he, he, and like a lot of other pros, they all seem to have some kind of like reflective practice, whether it's like journaling, praying, meditating, you know, something that they do that like helps them kind of self-reflect, coach themselves and recharge when they're kind of away from, football so I'm curious like do you have something that you like to go to that like helps you recharge like kind of get out of your own head it doesn't even have to be like self-coaching but um like as a teacher you know the the kids who struggle I've seen the kids that struggle the most that I've taught the past 10 years um they typically are the kids that haven't really developed some type of self-reflective practice as like an outlet um so like what do you do to get out of your own head when you got all this other junk going on
1: uh, usually when I need to like take a break and stop, you know, getting into my own head, I'll, I'll sit down and uh, I'll usually draw for a little bit, um, cool. you know, doing like repetitive doodles or something like that. Um, but I've also been trying to start journaling to kind of keep track of, you know, my life a little bit more and keep things a little bit more organized. But for the most part, I'd say I sit down and draw to try and forget everything going on in my mind and just focus on what I'm doing right then in that moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Awesome. Um, okay, so I want to be respectful of your time. You're a very busy college student. Um, okay, knowing what you know now in 2021, uh, what would be one piece of advice you would have wished you had given yourself or you started kicking at high school?
1: Wow, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, if I knew everything that I know now, I probably wouldn't have played Division II soccer I probably would have tried to see if I could play football um, just at any school and try and go through that process. Um, But I also don't know if I would even wanna change anything because I don't know if I'd be in the same situation. I could have ended up at a a JUCO or a D3 school somewhere and not have had the experiences that I've had here at Franklin Pierce University. And the people that I've met Uh, including you like who knows if i would have ever met you as a coach if i went to another school or if i you know completely changed my process anything could have happened so i guess i guess if i could say anything it'd probably just be like you know trust the process like everything Mm -hmm. will happen for a reason and you'll get where you need to be
0: and then um kind of a corollary you seem to have. You were kind of on the fence a little bit. It seemed like you're on the fence in high school about if you wanted to kick, and then a little bit on the fence when you were in college. Um, and I'm sure out there listening, there's going to be parents who have kids or, or kids who are kind of on the fence about whether they want to kick or not. Maybe some of them are athletes or not. Um, what would you say to, um, like, let's say there's a. a A young female athlete who's thinking about trying to kick or or like play football what would be like your one piece of advice to them when they first get into it
1: reach for the stars honestly don't think that there's any like limitations on anything I think when I was thinking about playing football um the idea of trying out for college football sounded like asinine like why would I ever do that who would ever want a female football player but like there's, there's no reason to not go for it It doesn't matter if you're a female or a male, like if it's something that you enjoy and you want to do, find a way to get there. And if you can't get there immediately, work your butt off so that you can get to the position that you want to be in.